test, test. That's low. How low can you go? Hello, can you go? Hello, hello. Oh, that's too high. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. hello. All right. All right. Are you ready? Content catch Friends and enemies, we're back. We're back again, your favourite podcast. How exciting is that? We're joined by no one today. It's just us two. How are you going, Jules? <laughs> I'm going well, Barks. I thought I was wondering where you were going on that with that, um, but I'm glad that you kind of controlled yourself and didn't call me anything nah, like you did last week. Not today. We'll, we'll start it off nice. I thought you might think I might have brought in a random guest and then join our Zoom screen and you're like, holy shit, I haven't prepared. Oh, I'd still be able to do it. But anyway, how are you? Great, thank you. Um, That's good. What's been happening this week? It's been a pretty. I feel like we've been pretty flat out this week. But um, you were down. We have. You were down my neck of the woods today, and you you declined to visit. I mean, COVID doesn't allow you, but could have visited well, my new house. Well, <laughs> also, I was down your end of the uh, neck of the woods this week or today actually, and I didn't actually know I was yeah, you got, in your neck of the woods because the I was so lost. I, <laughs> Got the I, was, I was apparently in Nutter Wadding, but I thought I was in Narry Warren, and then I went to Springvale, and oh uh, yeah, it was kind of all over the shop. To be honest with you, I don't. It's a lovely neck of the woods, though. I'm, I'm glad you're out there enjoying stuff. There's a lot of shops. Yeah, thank you. I mean, once you actually got, I mean, it's probably only 20 minutes. You're, the closest you got was probably 20 minutes close to me, but it gets even nicer more the more you come out. So do yourself a favor. Really? Yeah, you're welcome. After lockdown, you want to come over for dinner? I'll offer, I offered to a cookie dinner. You did I? offer this, and I said only for lease cooks. <clears throat> nah, nah, that's not part of it. That's that's all I want. That's my one thing of coming over. Like, all right. Elise has to cook. Chicken wraps. Chicken wraps for everyone. I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> well, fake chicken. <laughs> anyway. Today we're talking Olympics and NBA draft, aren't we? So I've got that is it. Bit of a NBA, obviously. Who would have guessed? And you've gone Olympics. Who would have thought? I have gone Olympics. Now, should I kick off? I haven't actually looked at your run sheet. Should I kick off? I mean, I just told you to look at it before, but yeah, go on. You're first. I'll go first. Now, let me tell you. Leading up into this, yes, I didn't think not this this but leading up into this year's olympics i didn't think i was going to be a fan okay. i have to say like i i'm gonna call myself out for saying how little i would watch the olympics and lead up to it and how much i hated it but let me tell you something especially i think because we've been in lockdown excuse me for a little bit yeah i have watched that much olympics that it's not funny the other day i found myself on the couch for nearly six hours watching the men's right um, cycling so, okay nearly uh, it was great quick question fantastic sport quick question yes. on the olympics uh favorite sport you didn't think you'd enjoy or is that cycling well see like cycling's one of those ones i've been trying to get into for a bit longer because i think it's quite interesting i have to say i didn't think I'd sit down and watch the skateboarding, but I really enjoyed that. Yep, that's a good one. And that's probably not too surprising because I did like skateboarding growing up, but I didn't think I'd go out of my way to kind of watch it. You were a bit of skater boy Jules growing up. Yeah, Avril Lavigne actually wrote a song about me. I don't know if you've heard of it. That's, gnarly. Um, that's gnarly, man. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's roll into some content. So I've been paying a bit of attention to Olympic content. Um, and on the back of... Your um your first example with Matthias Thibault. Matthias Thibault, yes, the vlogging, yes. Yes, yep. vlogging. 
Um, it's definitely something that's been more popular um, amongst athletes this year than I've probably seen before. And I think it's great because it's that thing we talk about where you just get a real insight into like what it is like behind the scenes because how interesting is that? Like, And don't get me wrong, broadcasters do the whole day and day behind the scenes tour the facilities mm-hmm. like this is cool. But actually seeing the athletes and what they have to go through on a day-to-day basis once the actual official cameras are off, it's really... It's quite interesting and you can get sucked into it. Yeah. Um, one person I've been watching um, and I will share my screen now is Emily Seabomb. Um, I don't want to butcher that name. I think it is. I think but it's she's, I think that's how you pronounce it. But she's a, a swimmer or highly successful swimmer for the Australian team. Um, and she's been using reels um behind the scenes to like just show the day in the life of everything that's going on in these small um vlogs and like you can see like it's just nothing like crazy it's just literally behind the scenes with a little bit of commentary and yeah dubbing of her from arrival to um opening ceremony to like small things like even um how the testing works and all the kind of stuff that's happening behind the scenes like they get free shoes they get free like um super dupers power raids everything like it's it's pretty cool um and the village even like some of the the more annoying stuff that you you probably don't realize like she went to the she had to go to well this is laundry like look how nuts that is it's (laughs) everyone's laundry but like even this like queuing up to have to go get on a bus to go to the pools like you think Oh, they'd just be able to walk or whatever it is, but it's taken so long. This person over here is sitting down, yeah. but like, um, yeah, it's like it's nothing out of the ordinary. But I really love the way that these athletes um have kind of embraced the fact that they know that people are sitting at home and watching, and they don't care that there's like ten different people doing their own vlogs or whatever they are. Yeah. Like, they're just all going for it, and I think that's pretty awesome because they've all got different perspectives on it um and especially someone like emily who's like i said quite successful um yeah it's interesting to see how they prepare and whatnot yeah do you think um do you think it's bits of this that then they have to be cautious of showing like i i try to go Mm -hmm. go to like sponsors of like uh, like whether it be different brands like foods like surely if she's sponsored by something that you've got to avoid whatever it might be but so are these episodes bigger YouTube? Are they full blown vlogs? No, I think it's literally just through um reels, which for someone like me is quite easy to consume. Like I don't think I'd sit down and watch a, a ten minute this is my day type video. Yeah. Um Yeah, and like like you know, reels are going that's the that's the best thing you can do on Instagram at the moment. That's kind of the way to go. Um so yeah, it's just it's just a good use of the platform, number one, and it's good insight. Yeah. No. Um, with the sponsorship stuff, though, I, I'm guessing that they just that that well versed in everything that they know when to post and when not to post it. Uh, yeah, high tier athletes, I guess. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. It's a good. Uh, it's a good little. I'm sure they all appreciate their um, unique. Bless you. Their unique. Thank you. Position they're in, but they're doing this. Um, Emily doing this is a good way just to show that she appreciates sort of the position they're in and it shows the human side of showing what the hell, um, whether it's glamorous or non-glamorous, they get up to. Good idea. I think that's the thing as well. Like the the human side, the athlete 
is way is so important these days, especially when they're copping so much pressure left, right, and center, and everyone's so invested in everything that they're doing. Yeah. Um, to be able to really show that, hey, like we we have to do these annoying things just like you do. It's not all glitz and glam. Like, yeah, we're having a good time, but we're working our asses off. This, that, whatever. Um, yeah, thought it was nice. Did you see? All I got to say about that. Yeah, good on you, Jules. Well done. Did you see any on the day of the swims or day of the race? Like, how close does she get to actual um, race day? I can't remember. Because that'd be cool. Top, top. This might be a race day. Oh, yeah. So, she's in the, near the pools um, and everything. Near the pools and whatnot. I, I guess it's probably limited because they'd maybe be a little bit more in the zone once they actually get to the their event and they'd want to focus on that. So, like, training and stuff might be different. But this one's, like, from just the getting the medal and stuff like that. Yeah, it's cool. You actually see how it all happens. Yeah. Um, it's definitely something that I don't think it has an expiry date. Like, I can't see that nah. sort of thing getting old. Unless it just gets too repetitive. But, again, like you said, at, at this stage, it's just go for it while it's – strike while the iron's hot, as they say. Especially if it's once every four years, Olympics. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's one bit. Do you want to? Do you want me to just roll through? Yeah, let's go full blown. Everything. We'll okay. go full blown. Let's go full blown Olympics. Okay, we'll we'll jump away from Instagram just for a second because we're going to come back to it. But have a look at this photo. I um, saw this, and I actually thought yeah. of you. Why? Because I could just imagine you could do, pull off something like no, not really. Because <laughs> 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 you, you, we showed um, an AFL example of doing something similar, and oh, you hated it. Okay, I, that was different. Hey, oh, shall we explain what we're looking at first to the listeners? Okay, what we're looking at here is a picture of Simone Biles, um, USA gymnast, world famous, one of the best. Um, she's doing some sort of aerial move, um, and this photographer, Brian, Brian, uh, <laughs> has positioned himself and just set up the camera and taken multiple shots of her in the, like, as she's going through this rotation and you can see they're all kind of overlaid on top of each other to form this one big image. And you, yeah, it's great. Cause you can see like her face going through like where she, she rotates and like the different angles of her body and stuff like that. Um, it's almost like a whole video in one photo. It's the, kind of the best way to describe it. It's like a um, gif without movement. Yeah. It's, it's quite creative. Like, and it's also quite like, I guess you, you can see someone do a move like this, like some sort of gymnastic um, aerial move, but seeing it laid out like a photo like this is kind of like, oh, shit, there's so many different stages to it, like to freeze frame each one of them mm-hmm. and say, okay, at this point, like they're rotating their body this way, they're pushing their arm up, they're tucking this, they're tucking that. Like it's it's quite cool. I yeah, I just think it's a great photo. Yeah, no, that's really creative, and it makes you appreciate what yeah what she's doing. But I actually thought um I got this wrong because when I first looked at it, I thought it must have been the old trick of turning the shutter speed down, um and you capture the movement, but it's too crisp. Ah. it's too crisp. Yeah, I don't think that stills. is. Yeah, so he must. Have I think gone it's a there. series of photos. Yeah, and he must have photoshopped it. Oh, good on you, Brian. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So the the one that Barks was referencing that i didn't like was something from an afl game where they just turned down or they turned up the shutter speed or they turned it down and it just became like this big blurry image of motion um motion yeah it just looks shit sorry whoever took it i didn't like it 
That's Move enough. on. Be better. <laughs> Whack. Uh, anyway, carry on. Next one. Carry on. All right. Next one. Okay. So no. this doesn't really require um, sound, but it's a cool ad from Jockey, the underwear brand, who I believe are they like the sponsors of the Australian Olympic and Paralympic team. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's, it's just uh, it, basically athletes exercising while they're in quarantine just wearing their jockey jocks. But because it's all based in like a hotel room, it's like showing, I don't know, I, I just kind of enjoyed like a different take on like a, um, a, a high performance video, like showing yeah. what they had to do while they were in quarantine to, to keep fit. Um, opportunistic. It's, it's again, it, opportunistic, but it's smart. It's like, hey, like these athletes are, are in the same situation that many of you are in, um, like having to lock down, but they have to make the best of it. And here we are support thing, supporting them. Supporting underwear, like another good tagline, but like, <laughs> um, yeah, it was just kind of cool. It's also uh, like these things uh, just feel like they're so, or they're always done like on a glamorous beach wearing the, the yeah. whatever it might be, um, sporting clothes or whatever it might be, but yeah. it, it makes it feel like any normal person could wear these. Yeah, there's no like real excessive light or like doesn't look like there's any like a photo shoot direction set. to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's just like they've it's like, propped up their smartphone on something and they've just started filming. That's literally all it there's is. A, um, there's a real place for it's sort of touched on what I'll talk about later, but there's a real place for like it's almost like the less produced content the better these mm. days. And that, that'd hurt yep. a lot of people. But it's like if you could put too much effort into something looking fantastic filming wise, people will just get a phone and get around it more than the alternative anyway. I think it just feels like a lot more achievable for a lot of people and a lot it's that realness of it all. It's like the mm. the vlogs. It, do you call them vlogs or vlogs? I've always what, said vlogs. The... So when you said vlog, I was okay, vlogs. about to bag it. Sorry, no, I mean, vlogs. I could be wrong. Um yeah, but it's that. It's like it's the rawness of it that makes you think, well, this is a real brand. This isn't like someone that's putting out shitloads of money to get Dusty Martin running through yeah. something. Like this is, it's quite real. Um, yeah, that was a that was another bit of content. So that's three. Yeah. Are you ready for the fourth and final? I promise this is it in my Olympic bonanza. That's fine. That's fine. I'm ready for it. Okay. Hot beast. This. Um, so. Google having the fucking millions of dollars that they oh, have. I played this the other day. Oh, how good was it? <laughs> I didn't play it for long, but... Oh, my God. I played it for, like, three hours, and I'm not <laughs> oh even joking. God. It's like a... So, it's a Pokemon Google game for Olympics, basically, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think that's it. And I I really don't know, like, whether um the, the cartoon character at the center of it is, like, a famous um athlete, but... It's a 16, so this is a description from Hypebeast. A 16-bit sports RPG that follows a cathlete named Lucky who explores an island with seven Olympic sport-inspired minigames and side quests. And you could play it just in the browser. It was one of the Google Doodles, and you played it, and Bark's like, I know you only spent a couple of minutes on it, but I legitimately spent three hours playing this. And It was great. And what, do you level up, and like, what, what kept you doing it? What kept you playing? Just like... I just wanted to get all the trophies. Okay. Like it was, and and because of the tasks, like the the games themselves weren't hard. It was just like it tapped into number one. It tapped into that part of my brain that was like, this is exactly like 
when you're playing Pokemon on your Game Boy and you're just w- walking around and you kind of don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. But then it was just like, well, I can quickly like do a mission or walk over here, walk over there, find out what's happening, try and do this side quest. I don't know. It was real. Th- I, th- I think like, sorry. No, real throwback like Digimon areas. That's what it was. And I think like, I don't know. And maybe this is me thinking too much, but when there's like a big sporting event on or whatever it might be, and you're not athletically talented like I am, you still start to get a little bit competitive <laughs> and want to like do something. And then like this pops up and you're like, well, oh, fuck it. Like I can't That's go true. out and do anything. I might as well like do something I can. It makes you give you a sense of like achievement. And I don't know. That's probably me thinking too much, but I, well, I also wanted to touch on this as a bit of content because obviously Google have gone like 11 out of 10 and spent millions of dollars on this mm-hmm. and really developed it well. But how good are 8-bit games for just like engaging bits of content? Like if you can pull off the simplest yeah. bit of content as an 8-bit game or like any sort of handheld mobile game, I feel like it's just it's money for nothing really because like do you remember that there was like paper toss and stuff like that? Yeah. The concept of the game is so simple and you just sit there for hours going like, oh, oh no, I've got to get the, the paper ball in the bin. Sounds, I've got to do this. I've got to do it that. sounds so silly. It's like the prime example of Snake there. Like, Snake, yeah, exactly. And how, how popular that is. I mean, Cripsy will probably be one that, our, our friend Cripsy, sorry, is probably one that like can talk to this. But like when they, he used to just, play marbles on his stream it doesn't matter what the game is as long as like it's some sort of engaging like and this is what google have done but i i think like it's a real lesson in maybe thinking outside the regular content box of videos photos and yeah articles for when it comes to sports and looking at like okay how can we gamify this a little bit more and don't get me wrong they're not the first and they won't be the last but yeah i just thought it was it's a quite entertaining way. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I think it's also like, obviously it's aimed at kids. It's going to get a lot of kids interested, but like, I wonder if one of the aims for something like that would be kid plays the game, sees as a random table tennis fun game. They're playing it and then they're like, oh, I didn't realize that was in the Olympics. And then they ask mum and dad to watch it on the Olympics. Like things like that. Yeah. I wonder if that's sort of what they're trying to achieve from it. Probably does. And also like, I know you say it's aimed at kids, but I think there would have been like, more adults like me who just opened up Google for the day and gone like, oh, this is a cool different doodle. Like, yeah, what true. happens? And you start playing, you're like, what? <laughs> this is the rest of my day. I wonder what it realistically, what age it would have been aimed at. Like, what's the science behind? Um, does it relate to 28-year-olds more than what I would assume 15-year-olds? Well, you had an interesting point, right? Like you said, as soon as you saw that, you're like, oh, that's like Pokemon or Digimon. Like, that's not... It's more out. Young kids out there. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Seeing that and going like, yeah, that's cool. Um, but yeah. Anyway, that's my content. I hope you enjoyed it, everyone. And that's the show. Um, oh, we we'll wrap see it up. you. <laughs> <laughs> no, fair enough. Um, Olympics. No, I mean, it's it's good to good to see what's going on in that world because originally I was going to dive into it more, but um, more important things happen. So enough about you. <laughs> NBA draft. Okay. Tell us about the draft, Barks. Well, uh, players got chosen and players didn't get chosen. That's it. No, I'm going to talk about today. <laughs> I'm going to talk about... I've chosen a couple of teams to look at that had lottery picks, so high picks. But my theme of drafts in sport is 
how do you convince your fan base that you've drafted correctly and how content plays a part in that? So what I mean by that is there's going to be the real rusted, rusted on fans. Sorry. Sorry, Jules. I know I said we rusted. still haven't really got to the to the end of whether it's rusted on or rusted on. I think it's rusted, Have but we? My, no, we haven't. But my argument is that rusted works anyway. That's that's not important. Um, so you're gonna have the real rusted on fans that will know each player, but realistically, you're gonna have fans that don't. So, like, part of the job after you draft players is showing off this the especially the higher players and trying to mm-hmm. express to fans that you chose the right people. So. That leads me to two examples. We'll look at them shortly, but Toronto Raptors, they've gone more down the personality angle. So they've basically, every opportunity, they've put their high draft picks on screen, gotten their live reactions. It's like an inner sanctum feel. Um, yep. So you, they've used the players as much as possible, but then the Orlando Magic has sort of gone, they haven't used the actual players as much as Toronto initially, but they've gone what I'd best describe as the we got him angle. So it's like all the anticipation, ah. excite, anticipation, excitement um, that they got the person they wanted to. And they go into a bit of meme pop pop culture um, and a bit, it almost feels a bit random, but I thought it'd be interesting to look at both of them and see which you like better. So okay. we'll start with Toronto. Um, yeah. I'll share my screen. It's sort of... It's sort of irrelevant who they chosen, who they chose, but they've gone straight away. Um, draft room picks, inner sanctum. This is before mm-hmm. they drafted. When they draft, they show the same sort of inner sanctum footage of them choosing the picks. They get the live reactions of said draftee on the on the couch talking to the broadcast, and then they go into their reels. Uh, live live reactions like FaceTiming, all that. And they've basically just gone wham, 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 um, hugging their family, all the feel-good shit, and then <laughs> um, highlights and whatever. So this is very heavy on the person. Um, yep. But then Orlando, so they've drafted them around here. So they've gone their graphics. Yep. They haven't used the player at all. They've just got these – It's it's almost like they build some sort of – mystery about who they've chosen and they just sort of what are these well those were just that's what i mean about headshots with sunglasses literally just headshots put random necklaces and bling on them like sunglasses in a blue orlando magic background um and then they go into like pop pop culture sort of a game show like briefcase number eight pick number eight who they chose they build excitement And I just thought it was interesting, like, I see what Toronto do by using the players, but then Orlando barely used the players um, until maybe photos of them. But I almost prefer Orlando's more. And they've even gone, because Orlando's feel like they're trying to sell it more. Like, it's almost like yeah. we chose the right people. Let's show our fans getting excited. We won't show the actual players. And we'll even show um, tweets, what people have said about Love what the Magic are doing. Magic just hit the jackpot with da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. But I just thought it was an interesting discussion. Like, do you think one works better than the other? Or do you think... And it's even... Like, we don't even know if Toronto and Orlando have purposely done this, but it's very, like, contrasting styles almost. Well, they've definitely gone, yeah, different approaches to it. Um, I think I'm I'm closer to what you are, but 
I think it's it's nice to see something different because I think the the Toronto Raptors example is something that we've probably done more of. Like you know, what you see more of is like that behind the scenes stuff. They're like the raw reactions, this, that, and whatever. Yeah. But which is great, but like, oops, with all, excuse me, with all Lando, like at least they've tried something different to like maybe break away from you know the the normal or maybe they yeah i don't know maybe it's not either in isolation and this feel free to jump back in because i don't want to just talk but like maybe it's not either of these kind of approaches in isolation but it's a combination of both yeah well it could be but it's like it's also more like what i was trying to touch on before as well like are you trying to appeal to the people that already know the player you chose or are you trying to appeal to the people that don't know him so like are you trying to tell people who Jalen Suggs is or are you showing like I don't know or you're trying to prove your pick right that people already know Jalen Suggs like it's just an interesting balance yeah yeah I don't know I, I do, it'd be interesting sorry no no I was gonna say I do like that Orlando have thrown in again less produced stuff but it's just like the meme culture yep. of like game show hype yep and that's probably, again, it's that argument of, like, is that more relatable to non-traditional basketball fans than, like, a heavy introduction into the behind-the-scenes and stuff like that? Yeah. Like, imagine imagine if the whole reason they've done this is because they had shit reactions. That's true. But, I mean... Like, imagine that's it. As in Orlando wouldn't have shown it because they didn't have... Yeah. yeah. that's true. Who knows? Or maybe they weren't allowed to, like... Yeah, maybe, but know. like even like the traditional stuff you draft a player, you show snips of the bro- uh, snippets of the broadcast of them uh, sitting down talking to the broadcast ESPN crew. Orlando didn't show any of that, so it's like just shying away. Did they show it anywhere? Well, I don't. Or just not on Instagram. I mean, maybe they've just decided that that's not the approach they want to take with Instagram. True. Well, let's have a quick look. Actually. Actually, don't know. I don't know. Um, oh, yeah. Hang on. Here, I'll show it again. So, on Twitter, they've, that is interesting, actually. So, different platforms. You're probably right. So, this mm. this one, they have shown one of their players that drafted. Almost like a... Bit. So, maybe that's... Maybe that's the approach. Maybe they've just realized that, like, people on Instagram aren't that interested in all that kind of shit and they're just happy to, to get, like, the fun stuff. Yeah. As as someone who manages both those platforms, do you get that decision? Like, why would they post... I don't know. Like, why well, would they post a lot of the personal stuff on Twitter and not Instagram, to put it basic? Yeah, I don't know. Surely like, people... I think, like... Yeah, I don't know. I guess, like, once you have, like, a significantly um, bigger audience, maybe you can make that call. Yeah. Um, But for us, like, we we can't really distinguish too much because the fan base is... There are differences. Like, you wouldn't put, just put as much news on Instagram. Mm. But, yeah, I don't know if you'd completely ignore all the... Um, personal stuff. Yeah, the homegrown personal stuff, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting discussion because, yeah, I think what got my attention was the Orlando Magic 
putting almost less effort, but it got my attention more. Yep. Less effort, high reward. Yeah. So let us know if you if you're listening and have a preference. Like if you if you're a fan of a team and you and you want to see and both of them didn't post um another thing they didn't post highlights straight away. So like you know how a lot, a lot of teams would yeah. go away like we drafted Sam Walsh. Let's put highlights out there. Yeah. I just think it's a cool go away from the norm. Uh, is it again one of those things that like are they that well known that maybe they don't need to post the highlights? Or thinking, yeah, thinking deeper. If you don't know who this person is, maybe you don't care about the highlights, and you lo- you want to see yeah, you want to see them with cool necklaces and sunglasses on, and you're like, hey, they're pretty cool. Orlando's got a cool yeah. draft day, <laughs> but it probably could be that. Yeah. It's just the personality over the performance. Yeah, like maybe the skills that like they follow. They they live in Orlando. They see the content of some meme of the player they chose. Like, oh, this guy looks cool. Anyway, did they um? Did anyone send you a contract for the draft? Yeah. I am a bit old, mature age, I reckon. Mature age draftee, but no time. Mature age recruit. I'm not going to give up in case if that's what you're asking. There's always next year. There's always mid season. True, they don't have it in the thing, but thank you. You believe in me. <laughs> I always believe in you. Anyway, Barks, that was um some good draft content. Thanks for bring that in do you have any more or are we no that, that, that's, that's what i wanted to talk about that's the it. contrast and i think okay. i think we did that so that's it awesome well since we're there um i think you know what time of the week it is uh sunday sunday afternoon and sunday afternoon <laughs> you normally start the day off slow down breakfast in bed and then you get up and you go to the fridge and in the fridge, there's some orange juice. But wow. behind we the orange juice. juice. <laughs> behind the orange juice. Oh, what, Jules? What's behind the fucking orange eggs, juice? Eggs All right, of egg of the, the week. week. Let's, get, let's move on. My, my let's egg. Get it on. egg of the week. My, I've got one. I'll let you go yeah, first. Yeah, go though. for it. Oh, you okay? No, no, you go, okay. you go, you go. My you one go. sticks in the draft world because it's important to have a theme here. We're not going to shy away from... Um, so I hope your egg is Olympic-themed. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Um, actually, I'll, sh- I'll share this with you because we can put the audio in the podcast because it'll be, it'll be humorous. Um, hang on. Humorous. Humorous. Humor. So this, before you watch it, Jules, this is a uh, reporter talking to Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy went number six overall and he's a Melbourne boy. Or yeah. know, anyway, he's an Aussie. Um, for those that didn't know, and he went six overall, so that's very exciting. But uh, pre-draft Zoom interview, the person interviewing him doesn't turn himself on mute, that old chestnut, and asks his one-year-old if he pooped. So Josh Giddy's <laughs> Josh Giddy's talking away about what's coming up with the NBA drafts, and you just hear this the reporter going, "Did you poop?" And Josh Giddy looks <laughs> at him like, "What the?" Anyway, give it a watch. Uh, you know, the whole time I was in Melbourne and we've been in the gym together for a long time. So, I mean, there's no one really better to work okay. with in Australia Did than, you poop? Than, um, than Andrew Gaze. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to, it's like semi-bossing Josh Giddy as well, the way he carries on, because he just pushed through it. <laughs> and the guy, like the tweet after, is just like, Oh fuck! <laughs> you heard me say that. Um, yeah, that's, that's my egg of the week. Well done. Um, my egg of the week. It is Olympic related. Um, it's a, it's a little bit more serious than the 
the serious did egg. you poop yeah a bit more serious <laughs> um the serbian volleyball team yes um had a game against i do van or maybe it wasn't the olympics but anyway so it was um is a volleyball game between Serbia, Serbia, and um, Thailand. Yeah, right. Um, and basically, one of the the Serbian players, you know that the horrible thing that um people do. I don't even know how to describe this without giving it air, but like with their eyes when they're referencing. Asian people, yes, basically pulling their eyes to make them look thinner. She did that and got caught on camera doing it. A fan, while did. The, like she no a player. Oh my god! Yeah, so she did that as like a, a gesture. Um, so they're in the middle of a volleyball then, match, and you do that to your opponent. Yep. Wow. Yep. Um. So it was just like, I just think that's a a big. Big egg. egg. What was like, it? What was your action? Big egg. The reaction. Sorry, not your reaction. The, well, the, she had. She had to. Um, she had to like apologize. But here's the, here's the statement, or here's part of the statement. We apologize sincerely to Tha- to the Thailand team, people of Thailand, and to all of you affected by this. But please don't blow this out of proportion. Sanya is aware of her mistake, and she immediately apologized to the whole Thailand team. She only wanted to show her teammates, let's start playing defense like them now. She didn't mean any disrespect. Of course, it was unfortunate. It's all ended up as a simple misunderstanding. So, I don't know if that's it. It's not, no, it's not even an apology, really, is it? Like, nah. either apologize and own it or just to don't. But don't. And don't tell, don't tell them what they think. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. That's a, eggs. Yeah, that's fair. two two very different eggs, but two um worthwhile eggs. If yeah. if you could say that. But Boss. now the fun side of this. Yes. Boss of the week. I've got a few actually. No, sorry, just two. Okay. One from Olympics, one from NBA. Themed. You. You go. You want me to go both? You, I want you to start. I want you to do... Actually, do... Yeah, go go both. Go, fuck it. Okay, Let's go. all right. Well, the first one, pretty obvious. If you're in Australia... Or around the world, you probably saw... Um, Ari... Is it Ariane? Ariane... Yeah, Ariane. Dean Boxall, or whatever you say. <laughs> oh, this guy. His celebration. We've probably all seen it, but let's just watch it again. He goes absolutely ballistic after the win, and I, I couldn't help but to boss it. I think he actually. I love the like Japanese attendant behind <laughs> yeah. it, just like trying Scared. to calm him down, and then like <laughs> realizing, oh fuck, I can't do anything. I get back. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. He actually, um, in the interview, I think I got this right. How he referenced his. Did he do that thing on the pole because of his a wrestler he grew up watching? I'm pretty sure he said something. I don't know. I didn't see that. Pretty sure he got asked. Anyway, Dean, you're a boss. Well done. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, second one. Second one's a serious one, but I don't know if you saw. Did you did you see any of the drafts? Yes. Yeah. I saw this. If this is yeah, the Terence Clark stuff. Yeah, this was great. So this is probably I'm gonna say my favorite boss of the year by far. I mean, we've had a lot, but I just I got shivers watching this. It is my honor to now announce that with the next pick 
in the 2021 NBA draft, the NBA selects Terrence Clark from the University of Kentucky. Um, if you didn't watch it, basically Terrence Clark was, I, I, I'm not really in the college scene, but he unfortunately lost his life in a car accident during the year. But he was um, talented basketball and was meant to go in this year's 2021 NBA draft. So what what the NBA did, um, and I encourage you to watch this, we'll put this in our links um, if you haven't seen it. But what they did, um, basically they acknowledged him probably halfway through the draft, um, Adam Silver, the... What is Adam Silver anyway? Boss of the NBA. CEO, chairman. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. The guy that sort of announces all the picks. They basically um, selected Terrence Clark. So the NBA selects Terrence Clark um, and got his family up on the stage, which I don't know. Like when you watch things like that, you don't, like, I, 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 I've never like cried or whatever during a sport moment like this, but like you get shivers and you're like, it's a bloody powerful mm. thing to do. So I just wanted to boss boss the NBA for that. It's it seems like such a really like it doesn't seem like it's a really hard thing to do for anyone either. Like No. Not not to say it doesn't it's not like they it means anything. It's just like a very nice gesture that um you know, acknowledges that this person would have been a part of the league. Yeah. Um in some shape or form. So it's very good. And it's also very good that I saw a few of the teams got around it as well. Like I know um the Celtics posted a graphic um, around it too. So it, again, it's one of those nice moments in sport, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's bigger, bigger than sport moment, but at least they uh, got sort of <laughs> like the family got the moment. Uh, the kid wearing that yeah. as well was cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, like his little brother or something yeah, like not, that. I'm not sure who he was, but, um, pretty cool moment. So well done. <laughs> yeah. Well done. That is a good boss. Thanks. That's a nice way to finish. Um, you don't have one. I've got a, I've got a quick one. Okay. Uh, quick one from the Olympics. Yes. Um, so Rowan, Rowan Browning, I think his name is, um, or how to say his name. So he's that he's a sprinter for the Australian, uh, Olympic team. Did he win earlier today? Um, so that guy, he qualified for some sort of, yeah, it, he ran one of the fastest times that Australians ever run or something like that. I've got to say, like, running is probably my least favourite part of the Olympics, but, you know, each to their own. And the guys are an absolute unit, like, he's huge. But um, he tweeted this, um, and I just thought it was hilarious. So the tweet is, for anyone who's not watching this on YouTube, it's a, a screenshot of Rowan's, like, profile on worldathletics.org. Who's um, and there's some unfortunate cropping from, like, his header uh. image behind his profile. Um, basically, he it's just a close-up of his dick. Um, <laughs> his head shot over it. <laughs> his head shot over it. Um, so... He's he's tweeted. Can someone from World Athletics update my profile cover shot, please? Don't want to draw Shervo comparisons. Now the other great part about this is, and Barksy probably won't like this because it's a dick humor, but there's all these posts floating around about Matt Shervington, a former Australian um sprinter, and he's how do I say this without being crass? But oh, uh, I just googled it. I didn't know. Package. I didn't know. Yeah. That. <laughs> I didn't know what he was referring to. 
Um, yeah, right. So Rowan's just gone out and been like, yeah, fuck it, embrace it. I'm going to call this out. Um, I just thought it was quite funny. And um, World Athletics eventually did reply and they've um, they fixed it. <laughs> so, nice. <laughs> nice one. Um, a nice little moment there. Um, I think that's it. The other one I had was um, footy on nine. Um, this is a small, small boss. Um, for anyone in the, the football world, Alistair Clarkson left um, Hawthorne basically after they had said that uh, categorically that he wasn't leaving, he wasn't planning on leaving, this, that, whatever. Um, and then he left and... She was right. The, for, the tweet on footy on, from Footy on 9 was that we reckon a few people owe Caroline Wilson apology and just a video of her calling it out and being denied. And I think Jeff Kennett actually directly like called Caro out and said, no, nah, this isn't true. She's always lying. Um, so just a nice little bit of support there from Footy on 9. Like not a complex tweet, just a Yeah, why not? Chatter. Get something right. Yeah. Embrace it. Exactly. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. Great. Great boss, great episode. What and we've got um, great episode. Okay, guys, wrap it up. Well, we'll probably cap cap season two off, listeners, with episode thirty. So five more apps. We're going to try to get a couple more guests in the work, in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, in the works, and then get into the guest spot. Yeah, and then season three, almost summer edition. Not that we'll take that long off, but <laughs> well, we'll be back. Oh, who knows? We'll work that out, but we don't need to plan that out. How about, Barks, I want to put this to you okay. live on air. We do a live show for our last one. I'm, I'm speechless. <laughs> um, a live stream. I'll look. If, what do you reckon? If you think you can get it to work, I'm all up for it. Would you be keen? Absolutely. We'll stream it on YouTube, I reckon, and Insta, maybe. How long can you and stream it on Instagram? I don't know. Anyway. We'll work it out. Hey. Yeah, let's do it. Go live on let's TikTok. jump in. Yeah. If you want to see that, let us know. If you've got this far into the show and you want to see us do a live stream, um, yeah, hit us up. Also, uh, potentially some merchandise bucks. Yes. Is that correct? Well, I, I think mm. we should. I think we should do it. Let's jump in. Jump in live. Live episode and merch. Why not? Merch. Yeah. So keep keep an eye out for that. Um, as always. Barks, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. I think think um, I'm glad that you handled the NBA draft because what I did one draft this week and that was enough. Um, and I don't want to do it again. Shouts AFLW draft um, draftees. Shouts AFLW. Say. Also, shouts Riley Beveridge for an incredible um, written piece on Carlton's AFLW thing. I don't know if that's too self fulfilling, but we do that a bit here, well don't we? Yeah. Oh. Well. Um. Anyway, it's been fun. As always, listeners, it's always great having you along for the journey. Um, Like, follow us, subscribe, watch it live on YouTube. Not watch it live, watch it on YouTube. Um, Check out the link in our bio for all the links to the content that we're talking about in this episode. Um, And tell your mums about us. Sure, why not? Tell tell everyone because we probably should get more than my family listening, I reckon. Yeah. Just quietly. Yeah, probably. But well said. can't wait. Next week, can, let's do it. Can I ask yeah. quickly just before we go, was there ever a chance you're going to egg Darren this week for locking his keys in his garage? Well, it wasn't technically that. We, we, a slight egg um, had Becky planned with the fam this morning and uh, Darren got locked in his garage, so it couldn't come, so we had to cancel it. But I think it was actually more on the... Has anyone ga- checked on him? Is he okay? <laughs> he's, not, he's not like stuck in the garage. We've actually <laughs> made contact, had a bit of 
<laughs> chatted to him, but I think it's a garage door malfunction. So I don't know if we can eat Darren uh, for that. Uh, we could try. Anyway, everyone, thanks. See ya. And I hope you got reception in the garage, Darren. See ya. <laughs> Bye.